now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. And it's just him, and he's got like two dedicated crew, and then they bring on guys as they need to. But he does a lot of the work himself. Wow. Um, I mean, he he'll be out there, you know, laying concrete, and he's uh, mudding up tile and brick. Um, you know, it, it's it's really neat if you check it out. I don't know if you get the DIY channel, but um, it's called the Vanilla Ice Project. I think they're on their seventh season. Holy smokes! It's something that I just I I came across it like three or four years ago, and I was like, you got to be kidding me! This is a joke. It is no joke. He's operating jackhammers, heavy equipment, and he's doing it right. I mean, you know, he's got permits filed. It's it's not it's not like something thrown together. This is his business, and he's he's a talented guy. I mean, the fact that he went from professional motocross rider to you know say what you want about his career, it was good. <laughs> he had some songs. He made some money. He had some songs. He made money. He People him. know his name, yeah. and now he's renovating houses. And doing a good job at it, so check that out. Well, you know who else does a good job at things? It's our listeners who just joined us. Hello, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we talk about the good stuff of Disney. I'm Amy. And Hi, Amy. <laughs> Amy, Hi. who's here with us today? <laughs> and also joining me on the podcast, as per usual, we have. Dean, say hi to our listeners, Dean. Hi to our listeners, Dean. Guess who's back? back? Back, He's back! I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy we're recording again. And I'm so happy that sometime in the future, I'll be able to discuss the details of my trip with you. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. We really missed you. We tried really hard to make you proud with the last episode that yeah, we you released. You guys were fantastic on that episode. What wasn't fantastic was when I tried to call in a couple of bacon bits and Polly answered the phone. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. I get the call and it's his name. So I answer it. And then it's like, oh, you moron. <laughs> Uh, well, also joining us today, the moron, Polly. Say hello it's to me. everyone, Polly. Hello, I'm a moron. Maybe the rest <laughs> of the show just speak in a stupid accent. What do you think, eh? It's not an insult because you called it to yourself first. That's right. Oh. If you self-identify, it's not a problem. <laughs> just offended all of our half-Australian, half-British listeners. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bowers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's full British. I don't think he has Australian in him, but no, oh he doesn't. Gosh. He's the half British part, <laughs> except he's. All I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any complaints about my accents anymore. No, your accent's fine. It's you mine. Have an it's terrible. I haven't noticed. All right, so D23 Expo was recent. <laughs> I get when we're recording this. It was about a week ago. Yes, we are approximately the 5,000th podcast to do a D23 Expo post-show show, but that's okay. We are unique. Yes, we have uh, unique opinions, unique takes. We're, we're very unique. So, I watched via Periscope. Whose Periscope was it? 
Thank you, Jeff. Is it Jeff Lee Pack? Is that how you pronounce it? Jeff Lee I believe Pack? so. Jeff Lee yes. Pack. Yes. Yes. On Twitter, he periscoped it from D23. Yay. Thank you so much for periscoping it. It was awesome. So I watched it. I watched all the announcements. Some of them I thought were great. Some of them I'm kind of on the fence on. But let's talk about the Parks and Resorts presentation. All of the announcements that were made. And let's discuss our feelings, opinions, what we think it's going to be. This is all a right, safe so, space. Yes. No, one is, no one's right or wrong. I mean, it's just your opinions. It's all subjective. Correct. Yes. So, I have a little spreadsheet here, and I put it in order of um, park location, like California, Florida, Cruise Line, Paris. And then I've got... Dean is smiling so broadly right now. (laughs) This is my Aloha Pork moment right here. Oh, man. (laughs) It's Ferdinand moment. I I have it... Yeah, I have it, um, it, I have it in order so that we can go through and, and you know, be very orderly and, and do it properly. Keep so, order here! Yes. Keep Gary. order, okay. I say. So, let's begin. This is something that I know the two of you are going to know more about than I do. Uh, the first one that they talked about was for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And it was Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which are the Star Wars lands which are going to be located in Disney's Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland Park at Disneyland Resort. They are announced to be opening in 2019 and Disneyland will open a little bit ahead of the one in Disney Hollywood Studios. Which will open December 31st at 9.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to get in under the temple. Just to get it in to view the fireworks. None of the rides will be working. <laughs> but you can see the fireworks from there. Alright, I'm going to let you guys talk about this one because I know that you guys are just chomping at the bit to go about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I go. am super happy that you picked this one first because it, it, it not only for me, but for the listeners to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, get to Star Wars, yeah, okay, get to Star Wars, yeah, okay, get to Star Wars. <laughs> um, Dean, why don't you go first? Well, first off, let's just put to bed right now. Um, this is obviously going to be sponsored by Samsung. Right. And they will have the tagline, this is the droid you're looking for. Right. I mean, I hate the name. I'm going to be honest. I don't like yeah, Galaxy Yeah, I'm not a big... Edge. No one... First of all, no one is calling it Galaxy's Edge. Everybody's no. going to call it Star it's Wars. Star Wars Land. Yeah, just like we went to, you know, Avatar Land and all that kind of... This one's going to be even worse than that. Now, so. actually, quick segue. Do people actually call it Pandora? Like, when I, you were overhearing conversation when you were there? Because I can see that. I, I think some people called it Pandora. We kept saying, oh, our fast pass is for Avatar already. Avatar, okay. You know, and and I could see that, too. They didn't really call it Avatar Land. Because this is totally going to be... It's, it's, <clears throat> we've been, everyone's been calling it Star Wars Land for, what, 17 years now. So, <laughs> I guess. Yes. When did the first announcement... Actually, you know, i got to give them credit. This has come about, uh, what, in four years? It's gonna Fairly go, quickly. That's not bad for an entire, you know, two attractions and all the other stuff they're putting in there. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to call out the name first because of all the details of the announcement, this was probably the part that I was... I can't say I'm disappointed in. I didn't really have any anticipation of what I wanted them to name it. I'm glad it's not right. named after 
something existing. I'm also glad they didn't make up a fake planet name and, oh, we're gonna call this Taboo City. Yeah. Like, really? You just took Tatooine and Naboo and put it together. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm glad they didn't try to do that. No, and it's supposed to be, you know, our own adventure, our own location. Uh, obviously, Galaxy's Edge, so it's not really central to the entire Star Wars universe. So it's an outer rim territory for those of you geeks. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, the timing is interesting. I don't think it'll be that late in the year, um, but I'm not. No, I don't either. I'm not surprised that, uh, that Disneyland's getting it first. One thing that's considering they started six months earlier. Right. Yeah, they started earlier. They should finish earlier. I think it's probably not going to be identical in both locations. Obviously, there's going to be some differences in the fact that theirs is in Disneyland Park, so there won't be any adult beverages. This right. one will have different restaurant, different menus type stuff. So at least, if nothing else, that's going to be different. I also think that the entryway is going to be very different between the two parks. Um, and I, I might actually give the slight early edge even before any of them are built to Disneyland only because of the way that they, they altered the shape of Rivers of America. That train trestle that they're building with the water and they've got little fake animatronic beavers that look like they're eating away the train trestle underneath. Just all of that just adds to that Rivers of America mis, you know, kind of vibe. Yeah. That is something you will not get at Disney Hollywood Studios. No, and you, right now it's hard to get any details at Disney Hollywood Studios. <laughs> right, you <laughs> have a tried. big wall. You have a big <laughs> wall, and then, as I understand it, there's an even bigger wall over by Toy Story Playland. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but more on that later. Um, yeah, go, fo go follow Bio Reconstruct on Twitter for all yes. of your aerial photos of the dirt and ditches and construction sites. Steel. Steel um, beams. Lots of steel beams. Yep. Yes. Uh, from Disney's Hollywood Studios construction areas. <laughs> Although one good thing is that they, they have everybody at their disposal that was working on it. Um, Pandora World of Avatar. Mm -hmm. Now so one thing I found interesting, they, they announced some of the details and they announced a handful of characters. Yeah. I have to hope, at least, if not expect that they didn't fully disclose every nook and cranny, every detail, every person you're going to come across, every experience you're going to have in Star Wars Land. What do you think about I that? I would think, much like they do the Captain Phasma First Order March at the studios, that as the films come out, and they can kind of gauge what captures people's imagination, I don't think anybody knew that they wanted to have so many BB-8s. As an example, right. before the movie came out. I think they knew the BBA was going to be popular. I don't think they knew quite that it was going to be that big. I don't think they ever planned on having a BB-8 meet and greet and launch bed. so cute. But, but well, that's <laughs> the point. So, before the land opens, we're going to be getting two more Star Wars films. Right. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see what might pop up. You know, like, you know, Poe Dameron might have something happened in The Last Jedi that all of a sudden he becomes this dominant character that everybody wants to do a meet and greet that might change what they do and i think that's part of the brilliance of which you really have to sit down and think about it with what they did with star wars land to make it able to be changed on a moment's notice but not need like big capital improvements you know you change a character maybe you change up an area that's that you can kind of wall off seal off somehow with with those plant walls that they, that they like building, that they're currently hiding the entire Wonders of Life pavilion with. Um, 
you know, like things of that nature. If if they can design like maybe some mobile rock work so that they can change up some alleyways. I mean, it, it seemed like that model was immense with little nooks and crannies and places that you can kind of get, get lost in and really immerse yourself in Star Wars. Maybe you round a corner and instead of a tie, not a tie fire, but instead of an X-Wing, it's an A-Wing or it's even a new vehicle um, from one of the new movies. You know, the, the way that they can change it out and, and do that, I think is one of the benefits. So yeah, Dean, I think you're right. I don't think they announced all the details because I think some of them are under wraps because of the movies that are currently in development. Okay, as we talk about this, let's make sure that we talk about the attractions that were announced for sure that are coming. Mm -hmm. So we have here an untitled Millennium Falcon attraction. I know that you guys are chomping at the bit to talk about this. So tell the listeners about the untitled Millennium Falcon attraction. You get to fly the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) I wanted to do that since I was three. <laughs> I, know, I know somewhere you can do that today. Uh, really? Really? Lay it on I me. I kid you not. Leia, it on me. <laughs> if you were to cruise along to uh, Port Canaveral and get thee to the kids area of the Disney Dream, you don't fit into the kids area of the. Di- well, okay. More. <laughs> If you wear Mickey ears, you can cover the bald spot. You might appear younger. <laughs> At least that was my effort. You don't look like you're 12. <laughs> Shave really close. <laughs> he eats a lot for his age. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they, they have a you know a, an experience in the kids' area that has to do with uh, the appearance of flying the Millennium Falcon. This is obviously on a much, much bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, from what from what we saw on the model, and this has been part of the concept art too, full size Millennium Falcon that you walk in. Or, well, maybe not walk in, but you walk around underneath. Maybe. Ah, that's so cool. I mean, I, I thought it's neat when you're by the um, ad at that's over at the studios yeah. right now. In you know, it, mm, mm, now, Millennium did, Falcon Dean. Now, did you hear the description of how the ride goes? Yes. So they talk about piloting the ship, shoot the blasters, prepare for hyperspace, complete a mission, blah, blah, blah. But it says, I'm going to read this directly off the uh, Parks blog. How how you perform on the mission holds even bigger stakes. Perform with skill and you may earn extra galactic credits while bringing the ship back banged up could put you on the list of a bounty hunter. End up on Harko's list and you may face a problem if you show up at the local cantina. Which I will be showing up at the local cantina. For some blue milk. Maybe. But it sounds like, you know, using probably your um, your Magic Band technology, mm-hmm. you're, you may be known when, next time you walk into the cantina uh, before you even walk in to introduce yourself to anyone. And so this experience of Star Wars Land is beyond just writing two attractions. It may right, have... that's going to that's gonna fit in with, like, characters and, yes. and people that you interact with as you tour Star Wars Land... And it, people have been saying that the the front the Legends of Frontierland experience that they had out of Disneyland uh, was sort of like a play test for this. It's what this is going to be. So I heard that that was very fun. There were a lot mm-hmm. of people that were initially hesitant against kind of a role playing game in a theme park because you're there to experience attractions, not be part of it. 
I know some people that really got into it return locals um, that return time and time again and you're right I mean the, the more that they did the more of the game that they played and the characters learned them they kind of got a reputation and it started off their next adventure with that so I'm interested to see what the credits thing is all about yeah because that seems like a brand new um, kind of it, it undisclosed portion of what this was so th- that's kind of interesting um, part of the description is that and it does put this a little bit in a time and place if I remember correctly from the presentation they talked about Han and Chewie not Ray and Chewie right so it's definitely more of a original series era Millennium Falcon, which is fine. I don't I don't mind that at all. But it, the other oh, thing go they ahead, said, I'm sorry, go ahead, sorry, is and, and no, it's fine. The other thing they said, and Dean, you, you absolutely touched on it. They talked about how you act in the simulator because you, unlike Mission Space, will actually be able to pilot the vehicle. Now, what's interesting is, you know, who gets to pilot it? Is, does each Me. seat have its own joystick? Me. Is it always Dean? <laughs> you know, over, oh, we have the story. <laughs> we have the story of the end of Horizons where you get to choose which ending and somebody's father reached across and hit all the buttons so no one got to choose. I still have so much anger inside of me about that. We're riding Horizons, and then the thing, the voice comes on and says, you get to choose your own ending, majority rules. He takes his finger and slides it across the left-hand panel and slides it across the right-hand panel, making it so that no one got to choose the ending so that the ride made the choice for us and i did not like that i didn't like that at all i didn't like that at all did you get the desert i don't remember i've rage blocked that memory i I always chose space always to the point where my dad is like come on let's see something else (laughs) space I always choose. I always did. Cho- I always did choose the desert. The desert was no, my favorite so one. That, okay, that cool. man would have walked home with nine fingers if he did that in front of me. <laughs> and one less hat. <laughs> oh, but, you. So, you so that's kind stories. of interesting. I remember all of it. I'm gonna segue into a meatloaf song. Um, you won't do that. I'll do anything for Millennium Falcon. Two out of three ain't bad. So it is interesting, you know, when the uh, when 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 the ride does come out to see what actually happens when it comes to who's piloting. What do you check in? Like, is each one going to have a touch point? Because that would be really neat, right? Yeah. If you kind of uh, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking, if, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. There's another science fiction series where anytime anybody sat down at a station, they had to log in. So you know, if it's a system like that. Where it, you know, and, and even cooler if the computer kind of blops at you your name. Yeah, because right now, uh, <laughs> oh, you like, sit down. I can speak to the, um, the the card game in the Magic Kingdom. That game yes. is stored per Magic Band, so right. it's not a universal record of you. It is the mm-hmm. record that's on the Magic Band you wore on your last trip. So mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you want to continue your trip from 2015 and this you gotta remember trip, that magic you got you, you know you, you and we actually encountered that because uh, my son did want to continue on we had to bring our magic bands from last year 
to get them to update, uh, you know, carry us forward so that we didn't have to redo the progress all over again. So that's that's it, and I wonder if that's going to be something that would be added to my, my Magic Plus. Right, so that's what I'm saying. When they're this gonna opens, have, they're going to have to that... change that technology for this if they're going to try to let you continue your skill building of flying the Millennium Falcon going forward. No, but, well, and but also, that's what I mean. also I don't, I don't... the batteries can run out in the magic band as well. Right. Like magic bands are only useful for two to three years. Yeah, so I think Paulie's idea yeah, is that if I... they can store it in the somehow in the experience, my Disney Experience app, instead of the individual magic band, that that problem goes away. Well, I'm not even saying if they store it in the app, but if in the app you have the opportunity to transfer content from one band registration to oh, another. Yeah, because that's all you got to do. Because I know that for people who have multiple multiple magic bands. That you know, some oh, I have my annual pass on this one. I've got, yeah, she, <laughs> you know, things like that. Pre preview of my trip report. Uh, we got yelled at because <laughs> we, we were activating one of our magic bands, and she said, um, "I'm having problems here. You each have more than eight bands active right now. <laughs> That's a problem in our system. Do you mind if I close some of that?" <laughs> right. So yeah, they, and, and I think that 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 might be like a my magic uh you know uh, my disney experience update 7.0 or something where it makes it a little bit more intuitive and user friendly and maybe put a star wars portal type overlay over that yeah i mean so you can easily see oh this magic band experienced the millennium falcon attraction three times this is clearly the one that i either want to bring with me on my trip or transfer to my new, new magic band that i just got I'll say if nothing else, this ride screams uh, rewritability because yes. it sounds like yes. you could have different missions, you could have different levels of success within the same mission. Um, you know, that, that's something that a lot of, uh, even something like the new Pandora ride, it, it's, you know, it's kind of like Soren in the sense that it's going to get repetitive after a while. It's still mm -hmm. fantastic. I still want to ride it 50 more times, but this thing could be different every time you experience it. Yeah, that's right. And then again, they can reprogram you know, what they always said about Star Tours, which they have done to a certain degree, with changing up the destinations. Right. You know, adding new destinations as the movies come out. That's something that they can do with this as well. So not only expanding the Star Tours offerings, but this Millennium Falcon attraction a couple hundred yards away. I mean, it could be a completely different experience if you go every three years. That's fantastic. Right. Now, Amy, what do you got on the other attraction? Well, there's also an unnamed, untitled Star Destroyer attraction. What yes. Do you guys, what do you guys know about this one? I'm going to jump in with this one. Uh, this is the one that they kind of talked about as the um, trackless boat ride, quote unquote, where you fight against the First Order. Um, they showed the ride vehicle. It's a lot like the Spider-Man vehicle over at Universal. Um, I think it's seats eight, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. And it's one of those things where is it the next generation of shooter type, where it's it's kind of along more more along the lines of the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin, except take the track you know remove the track part of it, and make the targets far larger, more menacing. It's the First Order, Stormtroopers, maybe Kylo Ren, maybe Captain Phasma. Don't know, but you are going through a first order star destroyer and that is kind of the theme of the attraction that they both sound ridiculously cool yeah the phrase that jumped out to me on this one was an attraction built on a scale we've never done before yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> and You're and having seen, <laughs> I mean, well, having seen what they did with the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction in Shanghai, which to me looked pretty epic. I mean, you had there was one scene. I think it was like a 270 degree projection bubble, and they had giant screen ships coming up left and right. I mean, that that, that in itself looked ridiculously amazing. I can't even imagine what they're going to do for this. So, I'm excited. I'm excited for both. I'm excited for the... I mean, th this seems like the culmination of what they kind of promised with My Magic Plus, with the interactivity in the lands, and the RFID technology. I mean, we, we talked about for nearly the entire time that this has been going on, at least on Disney Twitter, of all the things that you could do with the RFID, it seems like they're finally building it in. And I think they did a little bit of that in Pandora, maybe. Maybe foreshadowing your trip report a little bit. But this seems to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the exciting part. It doesn't sound like just, let's repeat something we've done before with a Star Wars label on it. Yeah. It's, let's see how we can build on that. And if this is anything I mean, like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, but you actually have accuracy in your targeting, <laughs> I'm going to ride this one yes. over and over and over again. Well, it depends. If you're a Stormtrooper, there is no accuracy that's a good point. if you're targeting. <laughs> Maybe that's what Buzz was trying to do, just practice Stormtrooper shooting. That's funny. <laughs> there was one more little nugget of information that they released. They said that a familiar face will be returning... From Star Tours, he will be yes. in Star Wars land in Galaxy's yes. Edge in a new role. He has found a new job, and that character is Rex, your former captain from Star Tours. Yes, he's going to come back, and he's going to have a new role. He is going to be a DJ. Not DJ yes. Tanner. He's going to be no. a music DJ. He will be everywhere you look. There's a place with somebody who needs you. Thank you. <laughs> so he's gonna be he's gonna be a DJ. Who knows if he's gonna do a, a good job at this or not? But I uh, he will be, be hosting willing... hyperspace hoopla. Pa yeah, right. <laughs> Past performance is not indicative of future, but mm, I don't have much faith, Captain Rex. Um, I also I have to say, Amy, you should shocked me because I did not realize you were such a fan of Star Tours. When this announcement came out, you started freaking out on Twitter. Yes. And I was like, why is she so hyped about Rex? And it's like, I ride Star Tours all the time. You think that I ever no. even rode Star Tours. No. I love I Captain thought, Rex. I thought Star Tours was on the Amy No-No. You were incorrect, sir. Just with Casey. Yeah, I mean, you can't take a dog on Star Tours. You'd be flying up in the air, and, like, it wouldn't be good. It, it, that is too fast and too furious for a dog. <laughs> but, yes. But she could be the She's... kibble spy. Nice. <laughs> nice. I am positive that oh. that would not be an appropriate attraction for a dog. Well, I uh, uh, appropriately got my finger wagged. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to segue 
away from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We're going to return to the Star Wars topics a little bit later, but for now we're going to go away from that. We're going to go to Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom Park. And there were two big announcements for the Magic Kingdom. The first one that we can talk about is the new Broadway-style theater in the Main Street area. And there's there's been speculation about where that's going to go. The two things that I have heard is that it will either be going where the... Um, where the meet and greet with Mickey Mouse and Tinkerbell is. I think that's called, like, Town Square Theater right now. And that... Um, and that Tony's Town Square restaurant would also be eliminated oh, in wow. that. So that would. So yeah, the, the rumor I'm, I'm is not that, upset at all. <laughs> so the rumor That's is that, that would all, <laughs> <laughs> So that rumor is that that would all be getting bulldozed, and that there would be a new big Broadway-style theater going in in place of that. The other rumor is that it will actually be going in in the Main Street bypass area, which would be. Which I think would would be pretty good because that way we wouldn't be losing anything that's there now, and we yes, would be we getting would. a new guest we'd be, lose, we'd be losing bad food. <laughs> we'd be losing the ability to get <laughs> rid of Tony's. Come on, come on! <laughs> we, we would be gaining any time that you can gain a new guest area to to raise capacity. Yeah. That's always a good thing. I'm always yeah, in favor I mean, of that. And both of be... the announcements for the Magic Kingdom. They could be new guest areas to raise capacity. This is true. Yes. This yes. is true. Um, the one the one thing I will say is that just because they would build a rebuild theater there, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't also better theme the bypass. Because I think it's an opportunity for them to do that. They can make it as, as, as it would actually be part of the theater, make it a, you know like a secondary door part of the facade so that it's not like hey, come into this back gate and don't take pictures while you're back here. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they make it a little bit better themed um, Which is as, as an opportunity. Which is onstage. Right. That's exactly yes. what they would be doing. Um, which which I would like. Um, and if they were to build the theater behind the theater, I mean, they, and again, there is precedent for that. If you go to any city with a theater district, there are more than one, and they can be next to each other. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think they could keep that. You know, and if they and if they built it in the part of the story of the theater was built a little bit later than the turn of the century, um, then it also works into the theme of Main Street. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think the story behind the theater, uh, behind the the sort of facade that they're choosing for it, is that it resembles a theater that I think Walt Disney went to in Missouri, mm-hmm. something like that, or it's like in his in his hometown. Yeah, it's the Willis so Theater from the twenties uh, in Kansas City. Yes. Yep. Yes. So it's there. supposed to sort of resemble an actual theater that that means something in sort of the Walt Disney universe. So. I think that's interesting. I, I mean, I do hope, like I said, that they're going to make a new guest area. I love new guest areas, like stuff that's opened up that we didn't have before. So I just love I that agree. idea. That would be my preference, but getting rid of Tony's is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the phrasing, like I said, it's, it's located off of Main Street, USA. So that's uh, right. That's mm-hmm. Keep in mind, they obviously, well, I think they have the location in mind. They, just, they didn't do a good job of disclosing what it is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And the concept art does no good as far as no. showing you where it could <laughs> there's be. There's no setting. I thought that because was the running people... theme of all these announcements. Was the concept art was so confusing on most of them that I couldn't yeah. get that. I mean, some of the stuff had good detail. The Star Wars one actually had pretty good detail, but what I can yeah. tell you too with the concept, well, the Star Wars land model is fantastic. Yeah, it is. And you know, we stayed away from Star Wars for approximately three minutes. <laughs> but um, but get I, I away like from it. Star Wars. No. We're not talking about Star Wars right now. Go but away. The, the concept art, I think, brought it back to those like classic, you know, 50s, 60s, and then later with, you know, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, the like 70s and 80s concept art, and it actually looked artistic instead of those badly photoshopped, terribly angular kids running. I was you about know? to say there's like <laughs> angu- those angular kids with yes. like every their bodies are just like <laughs> triangles <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I'm in motion We're and totally every natural. leg is in a different position. Like stop. <laughs> no one no one ever is like that. They were so bad. Oh, Shortstop so playing professional f- baseball are not in positions that these kids are in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So that that's the first announcement. The second announcement is much grander, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's going to be awesome. So it's going to be an attraction that debuted in Shanghai Disneyland. Hashtag mm-hmm. Thanks Shanghai because <laughs> the, the Magic Kingdom is going to be getting the Tron roller coaster from Shanghai Disneyland, and it's going to be built next to Space Mountain. Yes. On the other side of the train tracks, yes. so we're not losing the Tomorrowland. We're not. We're not, so we're not yet losing the Tomorrowland. Oh, knock it off, Dean. Let me have this. Okay, so <laughs> the Tron coaster. You need, you need the proper. The, the way I kept hearing it over and over and over and over and over again is the highest rated attraction at Shanghai Tron coaster. It's as if that's yes. part of the name now. <laughs> yes, the most honorable attraction from Shanghai Tron Coaster Power Run. Yeah. Now, so what ta- would be fantastic? So, talk about the Tron Coaster. Talk about well, how awesome it looks and everything. And then also, you have to talk about how awesome the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway is because they're not getting rid of it. Okay, go. So yeah, we're not getting rid of something that is designed for kids three feet and up to drive, um, which is fantastic. Uh, the Tron Power Run is 60 miles an hour. It's a quote-unquote steeplechase roller coaster where you feel like you're on motorcycles. Um, I guess it's not unlike the riding position of Flight of Passage. Uh, Dean, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you've actually ridden it's very Flight of much Passage. Like riding a motorcycle, so yes. Okay, yeah. So, so it's that kind of thing. Um, it's an outdoor coaster which is mostly enclosed, so you don't have to worry about riding it in the rain. Um, I believe they will still shut it down in lightning, but that's par for the course. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I'm ex- I love Tron. What I kind of wish now, and I don't know if maybe they retrofit it, but man, doesn't the Tomorrowland Arcade make sense to turn into Flynn's? That would be so awesome. It's, it's like the most obvious redesign. Right? It just makes right? sense. Oh, even, if they make it. It, even if they make it the, the Flynn's that's in the grid. You know, to, to fit better with the theme, so you're not like in Tomorrowland, and all of a sudden you've got this 1980s brick <laughs> brick building. So is, is but, the train uh, going yeah. through this, or is this completely on the other side of the train? No, it's the other side of the train track. Okay. 
it's that there's a large parcel of land to the north of Space Mountain, and that's where it's going to go. And we're getting there via bridge over the railroad? I gotta think it's gonna go either bridge over, which could be problematic for the steam, yeah. or more to the point, it's probably gonna be another tunnel under, just like the walkways on Space Mountain. Okay. I wanna say in the concept art, there were stairs. I'm not positive, but it looked like there may have been stairs and like you go maybe over a bridge. I'm not positive though. I'm not positive. But it did. They did actually show the train in the concept art, like heading toward it. So there, yeah. it looked like the the Tron, it, like everything sort of looks like looks like it's draped in yes. a way, like in that yes, facade. Yes, yes. So so it looked like there's a part in the front that drapes over the train track. Oh neat. And then okay. The train so the, will so, go the under. so the roller coaster cowling, for lack of a better word, will reach over the Main Street Railroad. That's the way it looked to me. That's neat. All they'll have to do is con is tell the conductors, don't blow your steam whistle while you're underneath it. Yeah, and of <laughs> course, on all concept art, it always says, you know, this is just an artist rendering, yes. you know, subject to change, and all of that. So it may not be that way at all when they open it. I mean, they're going to have to have a way for accessibility. I mean, they can't have just stairs. You know, they would have to figure out a way to get people over who can't yeah. do stairs and things like yeah, that. So. I mean, and it, it's a different queue. Um, I'm, I'm imagining, like, the queue for um, Toy Story Midway Mania, where you definitely have stairs to go up and over the track. Mm -hmm. But for the accessibility queue, you don't have to. It, you kind of go off to the right and don't go up and over. I wonder mm -hmm. if there's going to be, uh, it, it, to me, it just just put in more speed ramps. See, the today. difference there, though, Paul, is when, when you do the accessibility one, you just basically go in through the exit. Right. You don't ha I mean, this one, you do physically have to cross the track. Yeah, that's true. One way or the other. That's true. You have to get on the other side of the railroad. Well, but, but and that's where I think, you know, if Space Mountain already does it, so why not just duplicate that? But that's just me. Hmm. I mean, they were able to build a highway under the city of Boston. I'm sure they can figure this out. <laughs> oh my god, if this costs that much, though. <laughs> They're still patching the big dig. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, and I believe, I believe Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland, I think the reason why yeah. it has two dips is because it goes underneath the railroad. That's what yes. I've always heard. All right, so moving right along, we're going to move on, go on, go on. to... Footloose and Fancy all right, so we are moving on to the south a bit to Epcot. And this was the most strangely received <laughs> concept art. I, the it, it sounded like bipolar on reception. On the Periscope, when they put up, when Tom Fitzgerald, Imagineer, put up the concept art for Future World, it sounded like at least half of the audience gasped and was like, what is this? Okay. Where did all those trees come from? Yeah, what the heck is all of this? So, Tom, they, they started the Epcot portion and... Um, North of was, Animal was, Kingdom. Was it Chapek? Where the trees are coming from? Yeah. Was Chapek yes. the, the yeah, name Bob of the Chapek. person that was doing? Okay, so yes. he brought out Tom Fitzgerald, and before he brought Tom Fitzgerald out, he 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 talked him up and said, "Hey, this he worked on Horizons." And he dreamed showed, it, and they he showed did it. it. 
<laughs> yes. They showed a picture of him working on the, the audio animatronic where, you know, he's not a beach boy. He's a marine, but, you know, working on the floating suit. So they, they showed him kill. working. Yeah, they showed him working on the audio animatronic. They said that that may have actually been, like, Tom Fitzgerald. Like, the... That may be Tom Fitzgerald. Like, that character in Horizons may have yes. actually been him. So they bring out Tom Fitzgerald... And he's starting to talk about Epcot, and he's talking about transformation and revolutionizing. Those were terms that he used. Transforming and revolutionizing future worlds. Which I think those are two key words that we need to keep in mind about Epcot for the next five to ten years. Because he, he said that there was a lot more to come about Epcot and Future World that they were not ready to announce yet. But Epcot's 35th anniversary is coming up on October the 1st. So there may be more announcements to come out then. But when they put that concept art up, everyone was really stunned at how different it looked because there were key things missing. There were key things added that we have no idea what the heck they are. Like there's, <laughs> yes. there's nothing, there's no clues. It's like, what is this blob? What is this? This looks like a donut. Like what are these things? <laughs> why, a smear why of color there, over here. What does that mean? This looks like, yeah, this looks like world of color in the, in the water. Like uh, just crazy stuff. Okay. So I have a list here. And it's in no real specific order. So let's start with, they announced a new film for Mission Space on the green mission side only. And he said it was going to be similar to a a concept like soaring over the earth. So what do you guys think of this for Mission Space Green to have its own mission and it's going to be more like soaring or like seeing things from space instead of Mm -hmm. like going to Mars and all that? Mm -hmm. That works. I love this. Uh, It also makes the attraction different. Yes. Yes. I love it. Super different. I love it. And as the father of a seven-year-old who loves Mission Space, I like that this would give him a little something new and probably something a little more relatable. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that they're taking advantage of a way that they can make it into a fresh new attraction for people who have ridden it all these years. Like this is a relatively easy thing that they can do. Like some someone was like, "Hey, we can do something different over there." It's <laughs> like, "Yay, you figured idea. it out!" Woo! So I'm I'm really glad that they I'm really glad that there's that they're doing something fresh and new for Mission Space. I know that it's it's a ride that not everyone can necessarily do or feel comfortable doing, like problems with motion sickness and all of that. But now when you go to Mission Space Green, it's going to be like special because it's new. So I love that. All right. So the second one, speaking of films, there is new technology now for Circle Vision 360 cameras. Now they can do seamless filming. So Circle Vision has come a long way. And they're going yeah. to film a new movie for the China Pavilion. I'm excited for a new China film. Um, and I actually like that China seems to be the only pavilion that's interested in continually upkeeping their pavilion. I mean, right? I mean, this will be the iteration of the film. They are constantly changing out the, the um, exhibits in China, 
uh, from what I understand, Nine Dragons does not deserve the reputation I have for it of it being terrible Chinese fast food. It's not. That's um, not it's not terrible Chinese fast food. It's expensive Chinese fast food. Right, which is fine. You're in Walt Disney World. Everything's expensive. But um, it, I, I like that they're doing this. Um, I, I hope that this leads to more updates of the Circle Vision 360s. I like the one in Canada. Um, oh, but, you know, I, I kind of... It does, because, you know, what, that was probably a decade ago now. At least. Yeah. It's that but, old? Mark, I didn't realize it was that old. Well, I don't think Mark yeah, Short looks like that anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know, because he's, he's out of the public eye. I mean, all I'm seeing now is Jiminy Glick. <laughs> In my oh head. My goodness. <laughs> and I, oh my goodness! Oh my France needs a refresh. Oh my word. Well, well, it, yeah. We're gonna yeah. get to France. Yeah, we're gonna get to we're France. Gonna get, to their, we're gonna get. We're gonna. Well, though. let's. Yeah, let's just pit, let's just pivot right into the France announcement then, since we're on World Showcase. Well, what did let's, Dean, let's pivot what did, over to what France. Did, what did Dean think of China? No, oh, I'm, I'm with you. Anytime you can update the, the movies, I mean, they're not going to change the process, at least make it more current. So, uh, right. they're not going to redo that and make an attraction in there, ride a new experience. If it's still going to stay Circle Vision, at least have a more current and better uh, video film. So, I love it. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think they also said that it was going to be digital. I could be wrong about that, but I think they said it was going to be digital. Well, that also so. makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're that they're caring for World Showcase and these sort of more minor attractions. I'm really glad that they're doing that. So happy, happy about that. Okay, so let's pivot. Like I said a second ago, let's pivot right on over to France. And the news that there is going to be an addition over there of an attractions can be ride, and we're getting it from uh, Disneyland Paris Resort. It's going to be a Ratatouille ride, and it's going to be built on a new attraction pad that is, I think, behind France. So it's not going to necessarily take the place of anything. This is going to be another thing where they're creating a new guest space from land that was not used before as a guest space. So it's going to be backstage areas made on stage. Yay! So... That seems not to be the sure. theme. Yay! So I'm not sure how much of the of the France pavilion that's going to be changed. I mean, the concept art to me looked like there were quite a few changes. So maybe they're going to revitalize the the entire pavilion as well. But they didn't say anything about oh, Passion de France going away. So uh, apparently that's going to stay. Hopefully, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything's going to stay that's there now. And uh, so what do you guys think about the Ratatouille ride? I thought it looked really good. Silence. Wow. I'm going to let Dean go first this time. Well, once again, I think we have to be clear. It's not just the Ratatouille ride. It's the number one attraction in Disneyland Paris Ratatouille ride. Because they seem to stress (laughs) that one quite a bit, too. Right. Uh, I, I think it's... I, I love, first of all, I love Ratatouille. That's one of those movies that I think didn't get a ton of uh, positive fanfare. I think there's just some folks that like it and most people don't care. I don't think anybody really hates it, per se. Um, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm glad they're going to do something with that. And it, it's I'm not opposed to characters in World Showcase like some folks are. So this fits perfectly for me. And I love the idea of another attraction in World Showcase... What would be interesting is I think they'll want to make it an attraction that's available when park opens at 9. 
um, which will probably yeah, that's they, uh... they already offer breakfast in France, so um, that that pavilion want... is open at nine o'clock anyway. So this just seems yeah. I wonder if they're going to make it like uh, the Norway situation with uh, Akershus. Except, yeah. you know, th this... Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, it's easy to get to coming through the back gate there, International Gateway. Uh, they they keep the ropes up. You're, you're allowed to come through International Gateway and turn right and get to France. And then the ropes are up, you don't go past France. So the accessibility is not really a problem as if they were trying to, say, do something new in the American Adventure that you know that's harder for them to keep open in the morning so i think it's going to be a full day ride and i think people are going to love it oh that's neat and that should alleviate some frozen traffic. yeah the, the weird part there then is you're not allowed to cut through world showcase so right france is your outer boundary on one side you then have to turn around go all the way back around the circle to get to the other side <laughs> so, i think that disney this is just my opinion. I think that Disney is moving toward having World Showcase open with the rest of the park. If That's they do my that, opinion. Now, and I'm a big fan of breakfast, so mm -hmm. having all of the, just imagine if each pavilion had a eatery open for breakfast. It doesn't have to be all of them. But but you know, what's 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 breakfast in Germany? Sausage. Pretzel, sausage. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you had an actual restaurant at the American Adventure, that'd be better. But I mean, French pastry just makes sense. Uh, um, I've had breakfast in actual Italy. I can't for the life of me tell you what it was. <laughs> um, might just be continental. But um, but but what I really want to have is breakfast burritos in Mexico. And you could do it at the Hacienda. Mm. I think that'd be great. Mm. I think that'd be great. Mm. Yeah. But, Amy, I think you're right. I think they're leaning towards them, particularly if they start closing down some World Showcase, or uh, Future World stuff, which we'll get to. I mm. think they're going to have to have World Showcase open at 9 with mm -hmm. the rest of the park. Gotta get those festivals cranking up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be all interesting right. if they open all of World Showcase at nine, but certainly this is going to draw attraction to that side. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there already is on that, the other side. Yeah. yeah the, well, I mean, maybe they're going to have people use the friendships to save them some walking somehow. I don't know. Oh, that's I mean, interesting. It, International Gateway. I mean, France. That is the first pavilion. I mean, it's it's not like they're sending you all the way to like Germany. And then cutting you off and not letting you walk to Norway. I mean, you you are just right there at France. So it's, you know, like to go back to Norway, it's not like you're that much farther away from International yeah. Gateway. No, exactly. It keeps it at the corner, so to speak. Mm -hmm. All right. So now that we've done the World Showcase announcements... There was no announcement for a new pavilion. There were all these rumors that there was going to be a new country added and that it was going to be Brazil and that it was going to be in the spot where the African outpost is now next to Germany, I think, is where that is. So that was not announced, but we don't know if that's going to be announced before the end of the year or maybe next year or the year after. So that, that was the extent of the world showcase announcement so let's move back to future world because there was a lot of stuff announced for future world okay so 
a space-themed restaurant adjacent to Mission Space. Rumor is it could possibly be built inside of the current Wonders of Life Festival Center catch-all storage unit pavilion. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so that's a rumor that it could be going in there. The thing I'm thinking, it, I mean, it is a dome, and you could have, you know, a lot of projections and things that are... It's large. There's a ton of there's a ton of space for a space restaurant. So there's oh we're getting Wally now. Ah ha! Tired track so, in your face. There's tons of space in space. Oh my gosh! So what do you guys think? Do you think it's going in Wonders of Life? They did. They made a point to say that it was going to be adjacent. So what do you well, think? It's not going in the Odyssey. Yeah, that's not yeah. adjacent. That would be no, terrible. That's clear. <laughs> it would be terrible. It's not adjacent, Polly. It's not adjacent to anything. Um, barely adjacent to the sidewalk. Um, I do think if they don't use all of Wonders of Life, I mean, they could totally refit that to look like a Mars base or something like that. I love the idea of having kind of that fake window out into space and make you feel like you're in orbit. I mean, that's what the initial space pavilion was supposed to be um, that turned into Horizons because they couldn't quite make the theater work. Um, if you can imagine a Circle Vision 360 but turned on its side. And that's what the space pavilion was supposed to be. Theater seating up two sides with the nine screens in a circle. And it would just be like a big, you know, almost like a Ferris wheel shape. Um, but the fact that they're doing this with, you know, that it's, oh, oh, yes, yes, please. The same restaurant group that runs, um, oh, what is it? Is it called the Patina Restaurant Group? Patina, yeah. Patina, yeah. So that's... They that's run the, Tuto and some of the other... Oh, Tuto Italia. Already. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. So that's the group that's going to be running this restaurant. I see... Which is a positive, by the way. Yes, yes. I have no problems with this at all. I think it sounds amazing. I I love that they're doing something more with space than just the mission space attraction because immediately when you think of space, you think futuristic. So I, I really like that as far as being in future world. Yay. Love it. This has the potential to be my favorite of the Epcot announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, that I'm that excited about it. I it, it's It's up there. I think maybe the next one Amy talks about is my favorite, though. Okay, I can tell that you're. I can tell you're super excited. I can. I, I can tell you're gearing up. I can. Your Marvel madness. You're getting ready to have an outbreak of Marvel madness because here we go. Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster is coming to Future World. Red alert! More IP. But anyway, yeah. so that's coming. It is replacing Universe of Energy, Ellen's Energy yes. Adventure attraction, yes. which closes August the thirteenth. It does. So, yes. All right. So get in your trips now. <laughs> yeah. If okay, my let me just get my opinion out of the way. I'm super bummed that they're taking away this attraction. I understand why they're taking it away because it's not necessarily family friendly for today's family with younger kids. It is a very loud attraction. It has darkness. 
It has stuff that's pretty intense and kind of scary for younger kids. And it's also a very long attraction. It's about 40 minutes, maybe a little bit over. So I can understand why since it, they made it a point a couple times to say that they wanted to do family friendly stuff. On the other hand, this is going to be a coaster, they say. So I don't. I'm I not ask, sure. That's confirmed. They actually called it a roller coaster. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they said coaster. I'm pretty sure. I I only watched it the one time though. I was too like when when he said the Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of like people started screaming. Uh, like excited and it was kind of hard to hear for one thing but i was also hollering across the house to my mom they're closing energy mom like i was very upset but i i can understand why they're doing it i get it it's an attraction that i've been on a hundred times i've made my peace i'm willing to let it go but i am upset that we're losing a great attraction is something that you know originally uh, did fit in, uh, and, and you know what, Polly? You know what, Polly? Stop it! I, uh, I you lost the... that I'm upset that we're losing the dinosaurs. That's what I'm the most right. upset about. I love that. Well, I have. They can be repurposed. They can still such, be in there. Yeah, I have such great memories of the traveling, the you know the traveling. You know, oh, I've already yeah. forgotten the name of it, but yeah, traveling, traveling theater. theater, yeah, traveling theater vehicles. I mean, the the technology for that was so cutting edge when it came about. You know, in the in 80s. 1981. Yeah, but I understand why they're getting. I'm just very sad about it. I understand, but I'm sad. Okay, now what you I guys found... go ahead and have your Marvel fanboy moments. Go. No, it, it, what I'm actually excited about is that they, they seem to be interested in not just putting another skin on the same attraction that's been there. Yes. That is what is exciting to me. Yes, I'm a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, does it fit? No. Did Ellen make sense? No. They made it work. It was one of those things where they announced, oh, it's going to be Ellen's energy adventure. Like That makes no sense. There's no tie at all. However, it's come to be accepted. And they made it you know, kind of fit into the storyline, kind of. It made sense, and it's what we're all used to, so I think that's why, you know, we like it. I did find it a little self-serving that they said they found a Polaroid of Peter Quill <laughs> who took a selfie where he went to Epcot as a kid before he was kidnapped and taken to but space. nobody took selfies back then. Nobody you guys, took selfies back you then. You guys have no idea how loud I groaned when they showed that. <laughs> and, like, the <laughs> laughter, the <laughs> laughter in the crowd, like, Tom Fitzgerald and, Ch and you know, Chapek, they're standing there with, like, big grins on their faces, like, oh, the crowd's gonna eat this up. And it was just, like, a polite now, smattering of laughter. If they had made it an 80s, a, a regular 80s-type picture, which is... Short shorts, high socks, yep. mismatched, grainy photo, Polaroid, where he's standing in front of the crystal sculpture. That would have made sense. Mm -hmm. Selfie? No way. It was no. ridiculous. It was the mo clearly the most ridiculous moment of the entire presentation. I hated it. I hated how pandering it was. It was very condescending to like... "Quote unquote yes. Epcot Center purists." It was very condescending. I hated that so much. I get that. I get that they're trying to, you know, be sort of meta and self-aware that they know that this is ridiculous. 
that it doesn't fit in with Future World. But you know what? We're gonna do it. Sorry for it. You know, I hated that part of it. Yeah. So, so that part was a little lame. I'm interested now, is there to see any what connection they do? to energy with this, Polly? Is it, is well, it going to be like you know we're bringing back energy solutions from Terra, or I mean, is it any? And, and I don't know. Um, what I can tell you, if you've seen Gardens of the Galaxy 2, that energy was part of one of the plot lines. And I don't want to expand any further if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I could see that as being part of a tie. And James Gunn, James Gunn had a tweet where he said that yes. he knows what they're doing and he says that it is going to fit with the concepts of Future World and that I trust James Gunn. Gunn, right? No. Gunn. No, James Gunn. And James Gunn was um, instrumental in the creation and the casting and the voice recording for the Mission Breakout um, Tower of Terror retheme. And I gotta tell you, Disneyland people love what they've done out there. Love it. After everybody said they would hate it. After they said they'd hate it. So there are still I'm Disney optimistic. Twitter. There are still Disney Listen, Twitter people who say Disney they hate Twitter it. Twitter people will hate it no matter what because they said they hate it and they can't possibly change their opinion. But then they'll be their opening day to write it. Yep. Yeah. And blog yeah. about it. And I think write also. It again. I think also it's some people who haven't had a chance to experience it yet, or maybe are, are going to refuse to experience it because of what it replaced and they loved what was there before. But, you know, it, it's obviously been a huge success out there. Mission Breakout is obviously a huge success. So, you know, like it or not, it's there. Yeah. Like me, like it or not, I have the right to be here. Oh, <laughs> like wow. I say. Like I yes. used to say. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the concept art that they showed. How yes. how crazy and kind of bizarre and weird it looks. Now, I, I do want to say this. The concept art, when you're looking at it, it is not looking from Spaceship Earth to the parking lot. Your vantage point is from sort of like, if you're a little bit raised up in the air from World Showcase Lagoon, and you're looking towards Spaceship Earth. So on the left-hand side, you can see... You know, going from bottom to the top on the left-hand side, you can see Journey yeah, into Imagination. Over boardwalk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can see Journey into Imagination with Figment down in the in the lower left-hand corner. You can see the land. You can see the seas with Nemo and friends. And then on the right-hand side, you can see uh, Test Track. You can see Mission Space, um, Wonders of Life, Festival Center storage unit and then you can see universe of energy Ellen's energy venture and then spaceship earth something that caught my eye immediately were some things that are missing such mm -hmm. as interventions mm -hmm. east and interventions west they are nowhere to be seen no and they're replaced by nice um asymmetrical walkways and garden fountains big trees yes i love it lots of trees fantastic i, love I absolutely I love, love that now you guys Club know gone in that picture Club, that everything is gone yeah everything's yeah, gone, gone. But, but so how about starbucks no they that's gone too i'm sorry starbucks they'll build you know where gonna, starbucks you know you know honestly they could put it where the camera shop is yes yeah yes done done um you it's hard to see but it also to me looks like the fountain of nations is also gone and that perhaps they have moved that 
to the bottom of the picture, which is sort of the beginning of World Showcase Lagoon. That's how that looks to me. And then there are, like, fountains spraying up water that's obviously lit up. So that kind of made me think, is that World of Color? Or a World of Color type show? I love that it. That was my question. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would love that. That would be fantastic. Yes. I mean, I, I, oh, yes. I would love yes. that. Yes. You know, you guys know how I feel about Electric Umbrella. I like Electric Umbrella. I may be the only person on the planet who likes Electric Umbrella. But, you know what? If we have to lose Innoventions East and West, Mouse Gear, you know, Starbucks. The smell, Amy. The smell is horrendous. Oh, my they gosh. Will get, they will not get rid of Mouse Gear. They will move Mouse Gear, potentially. But there <laughs> yeah. is no way they're giving up that much retail space yeah i mean you know that there will be some sort of huge gift shop emporium experience and i wonder if they will make this interesting because they don't need that height of a building but they can easily make shops and stuff underneath with a green area above you know i'm thinking if you're really making it futuristic you know like i think of the new star trek films um, where they've got all of this multi or even the movie Tomorrowland, where you've got things that are like in, in you know, walkways that soar kind of into the air and then back back, back down to the ground again. Um, you know, just make it really futuristic and fantastic. And, ah, I'm excited. I'm excited about Epcot. I am too. I know that a lot of things are going away that I personally enjoy, but they're things that have been there and they've been stagnant for so long that I understand the need to freshen it and make it more appealing and more accessible to families with young kids. I completely yes. understand that. I mean... Well, re really quickly before we wrap up, Kat, so th things that are appealing to young families with kids, there was no mention, pro or con, staying or going, of what they're doing with the Imagination Pavilion. Yes. That's right. I think that's Thoughts gonna... on that being intentionally left out. Yeah. Figment lives yeah. for now. For now. He did make it a point. Tom Fitzgerald made it a point to make this statement that we have a lot more announcements, a lot more things that are going to come out. We're just not ready to announce them yet. So I think that's going to fall under that. I'm telling you, we're going to need to watch uh, the date, October the 1st, 35th anniversary of Epcot. We could have more announcements there because a lot of Epcot fans are going to be there. They may even have some sort of like little event where they can, you know, showcase new art. Um, you never know. They, they may have some big, huge announcements there in the park that day. So I think we're all going to need to be like watching our Twitter timelines and making sure we're on top of it. Well, unfortunately, we're also going to have to ask our friends to watch their Twitter timelines for when part two of this show comes out. Electric Boogaloo is going to be coming soon. All right, we're going to leave you on, on a cliffhanger. You're going to have to wait until next time to hear about the announcements for Disney's Hollywood Studios, Walt Disney World Resort areas. We may even throw in some West Coast announcements that were made that were pretty exciting, too. So, leaving you on a cliffhanger, that is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, 
please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. first time hosting <laughs> so hi casey uh, uh. Are you casey undercover uh, dog uh. dog in a trench coat <laughs> getting promoted at work <laughs> Can you do that host so much you have to sing it canine surprise <laughs> That's a little higher than you said uh, before. That's because I was laughing at the same time. <laughs> like, stre- like stretching uh, the register to like Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, I'm going to sing this in only ways dog can hear. Are you ready? <laughs> dog whistle. Okay, that was it. <laughs> that was fantastic. Hot so, picks. yes. Picks so we're doing a... <laughs> I keep like stepping all over you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm playing the role of I'm playing the role of Amy today. I just keep interrupting you. Sorry. <laughs> See what you uh, do to the host. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. Dog on it. I've been so nervous about it. I have to have my payoff. The, the amount of dog references okay. already is undeniable. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so D23. La la la. But what we do have access to is our listeners who decided to join us. Hi. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the... Dis- oh. We're discussing... Where we pronounce- anyway, I'm supposed we to be pronounce- hosting. I'm supposed to oh, do this you want- part. Oh, you want to do this part? Oh, okay. I didn't know you to do this. All right. fun. All right. You want to do the whole thing? All right. Maybe that's why you're so nervous. you got to figure out the segue. I have to figure out everything. I- well, you can't be silent and host. I know! <laughs> So much pressure. Pressure. So much pressure. One, two, three, four, pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 um, about the home renovations that he does. That's his business now really? in uh, Miami. High-end home renovations. Like, it's not my style at all, but if you were Miami chic, you know, like if, if you played for the Heat, <laughs> you'd be buying the, ha- the houses that he does. Wow. And he's buying property for, I mean, some of this stuff is listed for like three-quarters of a million, a million plus. If it's beachside, maybe two or three million. He turns it around for a handsome profit. So, let's make sure that we go over 
what has been announced for sure. Like there are things that that have been changed or can be blah. Starting over again. Okay. Three, two, one. So let's make sure as we go over Star Wars Land. Ugh, it's not Star Wars Land, it's Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) See you doing it too. It's Star Wars Land. (laughs) Three, two, three, two, one. Okay, so as we're talking about this, let's Three, make sure... one is not the way you're supposed to watch the prequels. No, skip no, one. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> skip one, watch, do two, and then three. Just fast forward through two and watch the last 45 minutes of three. What? Make sure you watch uh, the part where he says he doesn't like sand. Hour 15, maybe? <laughs> Tops? And, and you don't watch them first. You watch them after the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Now, here's the question, though. Do you watch Rogue One before anything? No. I, I kind of want to. I, I have to sit down and watch them in that order. I have to do Rogue One, four, five, two, three, six, seven. I think I have to try that to see how it feels to just come into Star Wars cold with Rogue One. I don't know. I think Rogue One, you, it's better if you know what happens next first. <laughs> well, but that's not fair for me to say because yes. I've never watched it with not knowing what happens next first. Okay. Right. The other thing I thought of is that it might make Darth Vader all the more menacing in the first Star Wars because you've seen what he can actually do. Because he doesn't really fight all that much. He's got some ominous music and his voice. And he's like seven feet tall. He stomps like a runway model. But And he does, well, he's got those metal legs. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I digress. Amy, where were we? So, as we talk about this, let's make sure that we tell the people what has been announced for sure. Yes, actual announcement. Polly, Polly. What? I'm agreeing. I'm being agreeable. Three, two, one. That's, that's, I mean, we can talk about the other stuff. Um, I I think the the mark. Exploring Whoa. the Marvel Whoa. aspect. Whoa! What, what happened? You are the I can of Tomorrowland on this podcast. Really? Have you guys seen I can? By the way, I have no idea no. what you're talking about. He is nope. a uh, robot that lives in Tomorrowland that interacts with guests. Dean, you're the only one who has been to Disney World in a really long time on this podcast. You, and you know that, six months sir. Ago, and he's I not, feel like you're he's not an attraction you had to ride on. You could actually walk by and see him. He wasn't there when I was there well, yet. He, had, he, he debuted after I left. Okay, I, did, I didn't know when he debuted. He's rubbing it in, Polly. Is that like push the trash can? He is similar to, in concept to push the trash can. Mm, like maybe Push's cousin? Maybe. Mm, interesting. No, I had, I, I, okay, I guess that's me. I forgot this. Oh, that was my segue. Yeah, that was my point. Yeah, you, you were robotic like he. You went super like robot he, and then he. you like dropped out totally for like three seconds. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, guess who's back? <laughs> he Back asked again. He asked me for my serial number, and I started to spell Cheerios, and then my wife blurted out, uh, "His number is eight six seven five three zero nine five three zero nine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
appropriate face after. <laughs> yeah, he gave enough pause. <laughs> My gosh. All right, so are we ready to move on from Star Wars talk for now? I think so. We We're might come back get... to it, though, because I might get excited again and just leap back in. <laughs> yeah, th- there's going to be a return of the Star Wars Jafar. talk Jafar. a little bit later. <laughs> no! <laughs> or the Jedi. No, no, I'm I'm not. I'm hosting today. I'm not allowing that today. It's gross. I can hear your throat. (laughs) I love how that just sets you off. Let you clear your throat, and then let's move on. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I hope you don't mind. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Mercy, Amy. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Stop! Stop it! I, I'm not doing this with you. Stop that! It makes me want to barf. I can't stand it. Polly, you back? Hope. Polly. Where's Polly? Polly. Oh, did I yelled at him too much. Oh no. I yelled at him too much. <laughs> Maybe he hung up. No, he's just deep within the bowels of the cave of he's wonders. He's in the cave of wonders, and his cell phone doesn't work. <laughs> he did the voice too much, and the cave of wonders opened up, swallowed him whole. Someone's someone's pulled him in. He's in the underworld now. Oh man! We should call Hades and get him back. Oh gosh. Let's see. Add to group call. I think I actually have that song in iTunes. <laughs> I'm going to see if I do. Wait. iTunes store. Oh, that's not where I want to go. I want to go to music. I hope you don't mind. Okay. There he is. Oh my god. Robot Polly took over. Robot Polly took over and then instead decided that. Polly got stuck the in the cave of wonders. That's enough of that. Wow. So, for some reason, it disconnected the call, and then Skype wouldn't let me do anything unless I picked a color scheme. It's like, pick a color scheme. Like, no. And and so I close the app and I open it back up again. Pick a color scheme. Like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) We we demand that you do your interior decorating before you make it. Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm I'm sorry. You haven't chosen your favorite color yet. You can't talk. Like, what? I told Dean that I thought that you did the voice too much and the Cave of Wonders just opened up and swallowed you up. (laughs) And now I'm... 
Now I'm stuck forever. Um, Cave of Wonders is like, let me clear my throat, because they sound like death. <laughs> Cave of Wonders is the same voice as Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh my gosh. That's true. Yep. Okay, so what was the... So now Whatever the I'm next just topic. Saying... You can just la- you can you can literally just start with the next topic. The next topic. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to do a good job. What are you <laughs> Not gonna make the show. <laughs> Amy, you are doing a fantastic job, oh my and gosh. I will I will launch right back into my actual answer. Oh, Pam decided to start again. Oh, she missed all of our sir, 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 and sir, and sir, and sir, 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 sir. Oh, that's not gonna make it. <laughs> not gonna <laughs> make the show. Not gonna make the show. What's the? That's a city in Massachusetts. It is. Or it's what you say when you don't know what you're eating. Worcestershire. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm I do. Wrong, I but do. I never remember what the towns are. So, Dean, here's the question that I have. Yeah. Do I let Amy in on my secret? Jingle bell, jingle bam. <laughs> <laughs>